0: All right, to you guys that are braving the weather and didn't become housebirds, you know, those of us that can't afford to be snowbirds sometimes become housebirds um, when it's this cold out. All right, so we talked, you guys were here the first, and we talked, um, I gave a word about uh, that we're going to be, our word is breaking into 2017. So we're going to be doing a lot about that. We're going to be going after that word. We're going to be seeing it happen. So um, let's just get right into there. Uh, If you have your Bible, go ahead and open it up to Matthew 20. All right. It said, this is when Jesus was, um, and you're going to go to 32. This is when the blind... Beggars, they're like, hey, you know, they're, they're yelling to Jesus, these blind men. They're like, hey, hey, you know, Jesus, Jesus. And everyone's like, shut up, be quiet. And they're screaming at him. And so finally he, he stops. So in 32, he says, Jesus stopped and called them, What do you want me to do for you? He asked, Lord, they answered, We want our sight. And then Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and then followed him. So I look at that and they, they knew that he was there, but they wanted to be able to see. So what do you want to see? Someone here asked me last week, you know, what do you want, you know, for this year? And I thought, you know what? That's true. What do I want to see? Because if we don't see, there can be no change. There, there's no growth. There's no new revelation. You know, without envisioning it first. Everything you do, you have to see yourself doing first. You know, if you have to get up and... The morning you have to see yourself setting the alarm. You know, if you don't see yourself setting the alarm, you don't do it. Everything we do, we see before we do. Even our normal daily activities to, you know, planning our vacations to, you know, our jobs, everything we need to see first. So what do we want to see? I'm going to jump down to Proverbs 29:18, and this is in the message. I really like how this says it. It says, "If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed." They're saying, "If God, if you can't see what God is doing around you, in you, through you, if you can't see what God is doing, you're going to be a stumbling block to yourself, to others. Because um, without vision, it's chaos." You move around in circles, you do the same thing every day, you know. You get up, you you go to work, you go home, you get up, you you know. And yes, we have to do the everyday things. But pretty soon you go five years, you're in the same place. Your family's in the same place. Everything just moves in circles because you're you're just looking to that day. There's no vision for the future. We repeat generational failures when we have no vision That's why things like poverty become generational. And it's five, six, seven generations have lived in poverty, you know, from the same families. Why is that? Because there's no vision for what's coming next. So we do the same thing and we just keep going in that circle. So God's like, you need sight. You need eyes to see. You need a vision. You know, so we're going to be breaking new ground. You need a dream. You know, think about Tangled. I got a dream nobody knows where's jade when i need her you know you need to dream you need to dream big bigger than you can than your understanding can grasp bigger than your finances can support i want a tree farm someday that you know can go out and have an ice rink and i'll have hot chocolate and i'll have horse-drawn sleighs that you will get in and you'll go out and they'll take you out there and you'll pick your christmas tree and you'll cut it down that's what i want But if I just look at my finances that I have right now, you know, that's not a possibility right now. So I say, I have a dream. And I'm like, I'm going to have that. So make sure you guys all still live around me because it's going to be awesome when you have... Those of you that are young, when you have kids, you'll be able to bring your kids to that. So I want... We want to dream bigger than our understanding can grasp, than our finances can support at that moment because God's like, don't worry about that. Just dream it and I can do the rest. So I'm going to have you guys... Maybe close your eyes in a minute. So however you relax, if you close your eyes or you, you know, stare down, I don't know, you got some extra chairs, you know, if you lean back, put your foot up, whatever. I just want you to be able to just be able to create a picture in your mind. I'm going to read Isaiah 61. I may have made some um, personal adjustments for us, but it says... uh, it basically says the same thing. So it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon Hesperia because the Lord has anointed us to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent us to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives and release prisoners from the darkness, to proclaim this year as the year of the Lord's favor here, to be comforters to those to mourn and provide for those who grieve here in Hesperia, to bestow on them... This beautiful garden and not dilapidation. To have joy instead of mourning. To cover this territory in praise instead of bitterness and despair. We will rebuild these broken buildings, restore places that have been long devastated. There will be renewed life here in Hesperia. And the Lord will give you a business mind to create work not only for yourself but for others. And our name will have a good reputation. This place will be known for a people who love and serve the Lord. From poverty to abundance, so much that will be more than we need, it will bring an increase to other areas. No more shame or disgrace. You will have twice as much and there will be rejoicing. The Lord is just and faithful to people whom he has made a covenant with him and pursue him and love his creation. Hesperia will be known among many and acknowledged as a people the Lord has blessed. Okay. It's basically Isaiah 61, but putting ownership to that. Putting ownership, that's the word the Lord gave to us that we are to run with for this ministry. And But putting ownership to that, like, okay, if he's saying that, that's us. We are bringing God's, you know, we carry the Spirit of the Lord because he lives in us. So everywhere you go, you're bringing the Spirit of the Lord with you. He doesn't say, well, I don't really go there, so, you know, pick me up on the next lap, you know, around. He goes with us. So, did you see it? Did you see things changing? See, when you see it first, it can happen. You're saying, that's right, I don't want to see, you know, broken, sling. Why can't we have, you know, a business mind? To provide for, you know, it talks about in Isaiah 61, it said they're servants, but basically, why not, why not have people and provide jobs where people come to small areas to work? Why do they have to drive two hours away? They don't have to because god's like i put you guys here you have smart you have ideas you have inventions you have things inside of you so can you see it can you see that beauty begin to unravel that's what hesperia means beautiful garden can you begin to see instead of things that are broken down and, Oh well this is you know this went out of business or this is you know or, or people you know are driving this or whatever and there's just so much poverty can you see the beauty can you see joy kind of being restored if you're walking around like this every time you go to the store or, you know, you're getting frustrated because I can't wait for these people and, oh, my gosh, and uh, and, and can you imagine? You know, instead, if we are bringing it in, it's going to be there. God's saying, I put this for you to do. Can you see health instead of everyone being, oh, I'm going. I mean, I look at Facebook sometimes, and there are some families that every day they're at the hospital for something. I'm like, seriously, like, I'm putting you in a bubble. Like, you know what? A sprained ankle. Get a crutch. You're all right you know, keep going. Do you see how we can begin to live healthy and we can grow? And did you see freedom and hope? Hope is that thing. When we're, when we're listening to that, it's like, yes, I can see that. I can envision that. And I have a hope in in a future here. And I know God is going to do great things and he hasn't forgotten about us. You know, I look at, This town was a real bustling, bubbly town, and then they decided not to have the railroad come through, and people forgot about this place. But God said, I didn't. You know, the world may have forgot. You guys may be just a small town, USA, little. You know, now the business is shut down because that didn't come through. And, you know, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like industry may have forgot about you, but God said, I did not forget about you. And if you're placed here, he puts you here for a reason. In Luke 11:34, 34, it says, Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your body is also full of darkness. So see to it then that the light is within you is not darkness. That's kind of like light and dark. But he's saying, hey, what you can see is going to become real in your life. You know, if you... Um, you ever see people that just say, I just need to find someone who, who can help me. Like, oh my God, I just got to get someone to help me. Instead of saying, you know what? I just need to be able to work hard and be able to pay my bills. God, provide me for a job. It's just, you know, it's that mindset of like, I just got to get someone to help me. God's like, I already got someone to help you. I gave you two legs, two arms, hands that can work. And I gave you a strong spirit inside you. Now go do it. That's your help. You already got a helper. His name is Holy Spirit. He guides you and leads you, right? But he said, if if we can't see it, it's going to be dark. Little kids, they see in minutes. When they say, when's my mom coming to get me? Oh, she'll be here at three. Okay, like, so like when I'm five, you know, they don't see. There's no concept of time. It's like, okay, if I want it, I see it, that's it's three minutes out. And teenagers, they're like, you know, they're up to like a week. They can maybe see you know, they they're thinking, you know, and then as you get older you start you want to start getting more vision and saying, Okay, I see myself going to college and I, I see my kids and I need to plan for my future and your your vision starts getting out. What happens is when we get despair and we start looking at our situation, our vision gets smaller and smaller because all we can see is all this chaos in front of us. Saying, so Let your eye be the lamp. Your eyes what are you seeing? What do you see for you? Do you see yourself in the same place that you are this year that you know last year are you thinking i'm starting this year off just the same you know doing the same thing i'm in the same financial place you know my family's still in the same place you know my community is still in the same place whatever you know those ten pounds now I have fifteen to go I guess I moved but the wrong direction what but What do you see for yourself? Do you have anything that you are looking forward to? Did God put a word in you that you've allowed to get buried deep down inside and you can't see it anymore? Well, it didn't happen in the first six months, so God just is wrong. You know? Years, guys, 400 years between the last time God's like, you know what, I'm playing the silent game. You know? And and there was luckily there was people that still, after 400 years, said, God is wanting to speak to us. He has a plan for us. So we need to start saying, God, what do you want for me? What do you want me to do? What part do I have? What do you see for yourself? You know, what is God saying? I need to, you know, I need to move this in your character because I can't bring you here until you're there. If you can't be faithful in being on time to something that is volunteer you will how can you be faithful when god's like time is important and you need to be here at this time and sign in you know what happens you just have people that are late and then they they show up late to work and everything else he's saying i can't you have your character he's like i need to build you in these little things so that i can build you in the next thing and the next thing If God's like, you're like, you know what, I'm going to just speak to the masses and I'm just going to go out into the world and preach about Jesus to everybody. I'm going to be on the stage. That's great. But if you can't get up and do announcements and you can't pray in front of two people, but you think you're going to be in front of 10,000, let God build your character. Do it. Step out. Let him do something. Let him build your character. What is he doing? What do you see for your family? What do you want? What are you changing? You know, What are you driving your kids towards and pushing them into and saying, hey, this is good, you know? Are you giving them, you know, vision? What are you doing for your employment? Are you going in saying, this is a job and I come here and I punch in and I punch out? Or are you saying, this is what God has put in my hand and I'm going to come in, I'm going to be respectful, I'm going to be on time, I'm going to come in, I'm going to say, you know what, God? I want this business to do well, so you know what? I want you to just bless them make them you know have favor on them it's not a job it is where you have planted me and to tell you the truth if you want to get out of there you better do what you 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 better come in with that attitude or you'll stay in the same place what do you see for that for your employment i loved coming in this year and i said you know what i used to come 15 minutes early and now i want to be 20 cuz i want to make sure every so when i got there every single thing is ready to go for the day, including, you know what? My 15 minutes did started getting in on my time to be able to pray over the seats and pray over what was going on for that day. And I said, oh, 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 we can't do that. What do I have planned? What vision do I see? That's what we need to look at. What do you see for this town? Are you seeing like, well, I just go here and I get my groceries and I go home and I don't talk to anybody and I don't have any connections and all my friends are everywhere else. And you know, as long as I just go here and go, what do you see for your town? Do you want to see businesses downtown? Do you want to see a school that operates completely in the black, that has great test scores, that produces, you know, kids that are going in and they're getting scholarships and they're doing amazing things? What do you want? Do you want businesses that are thriving? Do you want to be able to live in a town where you don't have to lock your door? You know, what do you want? What do you want for this nation We had a big change come in November. Happens every four years. You know, a lot of people act like it sneaks up on them and they don't know what's going to happen. Yep, it's going to happen every four years, okay? You know, we're a democracy. So what do you want for this nation? Do you want to just keep complaining about whatever choice you didn't like or things you didn't like? Or you want to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? You want me to pray? You know, do you want me me to stand... um, do you want me to be part of you know a movement? Or do you want me to vote? or do you, What do you want me to do? What is my part? Have a vision for what you want this nation to look like instead of complaining about what you don't like about it. He's saying you're here, planted you, starts inside, and then it grows to the next circle, your family, in your job, in your town, in your nation, and eventually the world. Because every one of you in here, if you have ever given into any of the offerings, you are already part of places in the world all over that have changed people's lives. Because you had a vision and you said, you know what, I put this in this bucket and God, do what you need. And that changed lives in this church, in this town, in this nation, and in the world. Because you had a vision for what... $5, $10, $100, $5, $10, $100, whatever. You're like, you know what, God? I have a vision that this is going to this is gonna come back a hundredfold to me. And I don't mean you're going to get $1,000 back. You have a hundred. I mean it comes back a hundredfold because you said, God, what you're going to do with this is you're going to multiply your kingdom with it. That's some good word. Y'all need to wake up. <laughs> we need to see big, dream, expect, have a vision. You know, Vision is so important. Our little dog, Lucy, Matt loves her so much. It's his favorite. She's losing her vision. She's older, um, and she used to be this sweet little thing, and, and she still is with people, but, you know, when someone comes to her, she's freaking out until, used to be, until, you know, she saw them. Now it's like I'm like, say something to her because she doesn't know it's you. You know, and she's going to keep freaking out on you because she can't see, so she's afraid what's coming next. You know, her world has gotten smaller and smaller, so she lives in this fear bubble of, like, something's coming to eat me. I'm pretty sure, I know I've been around for a long time, but I'm pretty sure this time it's a mountain lion. Okay, nope, nope, still just Mercy or still, you know, just Michelle or whatever. They're just still the same thing happening. Um, But when you lose your vision... That's what it becomes. It becomes chaos and crazy. And if you ever seen her, she's loud and runs around and yeah, but she's sweet and Layla loves her so much. We need a vision for our lives. We're going to be breaking new ground and saying, "You know what? I want something new. I'm building something. I'm seeing afar off." When I got up when we were worshiping today, I was sitting there and I said, Lord, I would really like to go and preach. You know, and I said some different places and things. And God said, then you got to get up and you got to see it here. If you can't see it here, I can never send you. And I thought, oh, yeah. So all the people sitting behind the third row, you're awesome. <laughs> see, because you got to see it, right? you got to see it. And it is. And so I started thinking, okay, God, if I, if I believe you've put a message in me to go and preach to the masses, then I need to start doing that now. I need to build my character and say, God, you are doing something I believe. And I'm not just like, oh, well, it's just the people that I know. I know you guys, but I don't know everything about you. God's. I don't know what happened today or what happened last year because, you know, if you look on Facebook, everyone's like, oh, 2016. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought it was good. I must be way, like, not connected to people. I don't know what's happening, you know. But because God's like, I know what they need. You don't worry. You just do what I've asked. Okay, Lord. And then I usually say, sorry. So um, so I'm going to flip to Isaiah Fifty-four, and I'm going to read this out of um, the ERV version. It says, "Make your tents bigger, open your doors wide. Don't think small anymore. Make your tents large and strong because you will grow in all directions." Okay. Okay. We don't want no clown car Christianity, where we're just like, we'll just try to fit everyone in here, and we're not changing nothing. God's like, no, I want you to stretch it wide. I want it to be so much that when people say, wow, like, we can get more in here. I don't want to just be like this. God saying, no. And I'm not talking about just, you know, want the church to grow in numbers. I'm talking about we want to open our eyes wide. We want to open our vision, make it wider, bigger, dream humongous. God gave you dreams. He gave you an imagination. For a reason so that you can begin to grow and and seek after something bigger. Because he's a big God. He's not this little teeny God. He has been for generations. He has bigger things that we we can't even imagine. And then when it gets in your head, you're like, I know this is God because my brain cannot even think like this. You know? I have heard stories and stories about things like that happening. Um... I was listening to this one guy, and he was, he need, he was doing something in California, and he needed, like, um, like 30,000 dollars by the next day for some big um, they were doing something with the homeless and providing for all of them. And, and he went to this cafe. and Lord said, so "I just want you to go to this cafe, meet with this person. They, they don't have anything for you." you know, they don't have the finances. I just want you to speak it out loud. And he's like, well, this is weird. He's like, and because he needed buses to transport him. I mean, it was a big deal. And and he's sitting in this cafe, you know, so he can't even think, okay, God, you're having me meet with someone that can barely, you know, pay for this bill at the cafe, you know, and you want me to tell them all about this and be like, oh, what can you do? So he's doing that and the guy's like, you know, oh, that's good job for you, okay. Like, yeah, tomorrow, that sounds, or it was it was in the next day or two. That's, you know, that sounds wonderful. Okay, well, I'll just be praying for you. You know, we do that, we say that so that we don't have to have any response. I'll pray for you because I'm not giving you my money or my time. I just pray for you, right? We do that. Pretend like y'all don't. <laughs> and so he's sitting there And, you know, the guy leaves and he's, this guy's on his own. He's like, okay, God, well, that worked out. And this guy comes up and taps him. He's like, oh, the Lord told me that you're going to be here today and I just have this check for $30,000 for you because I overheard that that's what God said you needed. So, boom, and all those homeless people got transported in. They got a meal. They got, like, ministered to. And this is, like, huge. Like, I think it was L.A. I think it was L.A. I'm trying to remember it because I was more focused on, like, The part I see in my head, the part I envision is him sitting there and the guy sitting behind him like, yeah, you don't know what's coming soon, you know. Um, I had another one that I was just looking, I was praying before he came in here and I saw Robert Morris, some of you guys may know him, and he was like, he gave, he gave extravagantly. God would just put stuff in his hands, he'd have cars, he'd give cars away, and so he's down at a mission trip in Mexico and they're riding this old rickety van in a missionary's van. He said, if you ain't ever been in a missionary's van... That's some scary stuff. That's a hoopty, okay? <laughs> Those of us that know what a hoopty is, you know, that's like when you had to pull the string to get your windshield wipers there. <laughs> um, so, and they're driving, and he's like, oh, he's like, you know what? You need to get yourself a new van. And the missionary goes, I'm about to. You know, God God told me that, you know, I'm going to get this van. well, Robert Morris, before he went down there... Um, he had a bunch of vehicles given to him and and they had actually sold them and they had $13,000 in the bank. And so the guy, the missionary's like, yeah, God told me that he's going to meet our needs and he's just going to take care of this. And he's like, and Robert Morris goes, and of course, you know, I got to be all inquisitive. And I'm like, and we drive by and we see this van. He's like, that's the van, that's the van right there that I'm going to get. And Robert goes, well, how much is it? He goes, $13,000. <laughs> so he already knew. He had a vision. He's like, I know I'm getting that van. God's taking care of me because I've got to do things here. And boom, if you have a vision for further out than right here, like, oh, no, this is horrible. Like, just, what am I going to do? And God's like, oh, don't worry about it. I already got something in, in store for you. Bigger, bigger, bigger. I like it with my own vehicle. That was big. I'm like, "Okay, God, I have like nothing." And this is like way more. Like it was like $7,000 originally over my top budget. And then God was just like, "You know what? That's your vehicle." I'm like, "Ah, oh, let's keep looking." So we did for a couple days cuz I didn't know if God was talking to me. And I was like, "Okay, God, I have a vision." I told him. And so then I started thinking, "You know what? My friend, my good friend Sue, who comes here, she said to me, she said, "Sarah, I want you to envision it and don't you dare limit God or I'm going to spank you. (laughs) And she will. will. So I said, okay. She's like, if you rode in that and you feel like God, you look big and you say, God, I have, you know, I have been a servant. I serve you. I need need you to take care of me. So the same vehicle that I sat in and said, I would really like one of these like this. I just said, you know what, God, you're going to take care of me. So then God started speaking to me on the weekend and he said, I don't want you to look anymore. And Matt, you know, he's not getting, like, this is all happening. I'm like, I think I need a new car, and I think God's going to provide me. He's like, okay, this is like one day, Sarah. Like, you're kind of getting ahead of yourself. And I said, well, God told me to go back to the first place. He said he wants to give me that car, and I'm going to get it for this price. And he said to ask him for him to pay the taxes and for him to pay, pay the plate fee and for the rest of it that you're going to finance to tell him to, to go to the bank and ask for 1% and not over two. Like, gave him a, and I'm like, and Matt's like, okay, like, okay. So I'm like, God, show me. And Matt's like, are you sure God showed you that specifically? I'm like, no, I'm thinking big. Like, this is, this is it. This is the one. And so he's like, okay, you go do it. So Matt, (laughs) so, so he went in there. And of course, someone else comes first and and they're like, can I help you? And I was like, oh, I'm just looking at this car. And so that, the original guy comes over, and he's like, and he goes, I said, well, I think I want this vehicle, but let's just talk about it. And I said, first of all, it's a Ford sitting on your Chrysler Jeep Dodge, so, you know, let's, let's get through this here. Um, so we sat down, and he started looking at me. And he's just like, I said, yeah, like, that's the price. And he's like, I already mar- marked it down, like, two grand. I'm like, yeah, but I need you to keep going. And this is the price. I don't want a dollar over that. And he's like, I don't know why, but I just want to give that to you. I was like, I know. And so he wrote it up, and I said, also, I want you to pay the taxes, okay? And he goes, okay. And I said, but I don't want to pay for my plate fee either. You transfer that. And he's like, I guess. And I said, well, then when you go back to your finance person, tell him this is the percentage I want, not to call me until he's got it. And he's like, okay. I said, and your new thing, can you give that to me too? So I got a lifetime powertrain warranty on my vehicle for the life of I own it. And I was like, okay, God, I had to think big. I had to see more and say, God, why, you don't want me, you know, I need to drive people. I need to go places I need. There's things I need to do. And you know what? I, I'm driving kids. I'm doing this all over. And you want me to have something that's safe. And instead of just thinking, oh, gosh, I could scrape, you know, $3,000 together and, you know, get a car that doesn't have heat or something and just wear mittens, you know. (laughs) Thanks, God. God's like, "Uh uh-uh, no. I want you to see what you need and tell me. And I said, I I need a car with seven seats. I need that. I'm not even going to look anywhere else. And if you guys know SUVs are in a whole new price range? And I'm like, ah, you know. And that was so cool because I thought, As I'm walking, I'm thinking, God, this better be you or I'm going to be laughed out of here (laughs) because I'm asking a lot, and I'm just telling him he's going to do this, and he's been doing this for a long time. And, oh, I got, you know, also because I got door speed, I get unlimited car washes for life, so that was cool too. So it was just super great to see, like, when I stretched out and said, you know what, God, I'm not going to limit you to this. I see that you're going to take care of my needs and I'm going to be able to do everything you've asked for me and we're going to be safe and it's, it's going to be great. And he did. So quit thinking that God's going to do this because God's going to do this. If you give him the room, he's going to do it. Okay? That's the way it is. If you give the room, it, he's going to put something there. Give him a platform to do something in. You know, expand, reach for new things. Don't reach for things that are in your grasp. Don't reach for things that are in your grasp. Reach for things that you're like, there is a cavern between us, and how am I going to get there? The only way is through God, because there is no other way this is happening. Reach for something that's further. I remember when Layla, and she literally died in my, my stomach and had no heartbeat, all of this. And I was like, uh-uh, this is out of my grasp. And I, you know what, God, you're the only one that can do this. And I I reached for something. I got in a slingshot, and I said, catapult me, God, because I see what's out there. And I see my child, and I see my grandbabies, you know. I see further, and I said, "Don't don't even think you're taking that from me, devil, because I see it. There's a vision. I see generations, and you may not steal that from me because I see generations, and you are not taking that. And look how beautiful she is. So beautiful. <laughs> you know, the word of the Lord for our community here for Revive this year is breaking. So we're going to be breaking into new ground. We want to start that in the new season? So what we're doing is we need to be make known That the Spirit of the Lord resides here and we have a people who love and pursue, you know, eagerly after God. So what we're doing is we're going to just get make known. We're going to send out flyers. And you know what, God? Everyone's like, oh, that's, that's a lot of places. We're sending them to White Cloud and Fremont and Hesperia and Shelby. We're not talking about hundreds of flyers. We're talking about thousands thousands. Just that we get to pray and make known and say, you know, the spirit of the Lord is here in Hesperia. You know, God is alive and well here. That's the way it is. So we're going to break off these scales of our eyes of what we thought is normal, predictable and expected. We expect, we go to church, we do this. You know, when I come to church, I think, God, what are you going to say to me today? Because he usually waits until I get in there and I'm worshiping him and I'm like, oh my God. You know, I feel like I'm in stone, and I'm like, ah, don't you think I think I got it all figured out. I'm like, oh, Lord, I got my notes together, and and I went and prayed before, like, got this, God. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, okay, you got this. I'm worshiping, Lord. I'm raising my hands. I just love you. This is perfect. The chairs are all perfect right with the end of the canoe. We got this, (laughs) you know, got you, you know, it's like. It's all predictable, God. It just looks so good. It's beautiful. And then God just arrests my heart and says, oh, this is something I want to change in you. And I'm like, oh, but I got to go up there in a little bit. (laughs) He's like, yeah, have fun time, Sarah. (laughs) He's saying that's predictable and normal, and it doesn't give vision to anything because you know that they're going to set the chairs up. You know that they're going to come, and it's going to be this, and you're going to say hi to this person, this person. Goes, oh, did you have a good week? Yeah, I had a good week. Oh, I hope you have a great week. Watch out for that snow. It's slippery. Ooh, stay warm out there. You know, we got our little catchphrases, right? Oh, how you doing? I'm good. What if someone says, actually, I'm doing horrible, and I really need something? Uh. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> right you ever had that when someone says actually i'm having a really horrible day and i'm like gonna have a breakdown you're like um that's not what you're supposed to let's start again start again let me give you you're supposed to say i'm fine (laughs) right it is this is i love when i come to school and and people that they're just walking down the hall and you're like how are you doing today and they just keep i'm doing good how are you and you're like you, if I said bad, you're already gone. You don't even know what I'm saying. We, I do that all the time myself, so I guess I'm telling on myself. You know, when you're in the store and you're trying to like hurry, you're like, "Hey, you just keep. How are you? I'm good." Fine. It's like you cannot say anything else except, "I'm fine." If anyway. good. I'm good. Yeah, even that. It's like I don't know. That's kind of getting on the that you might have an issue. That's normal and predictable, it doesn't it doesn't open up for anything new to happen. We need to break off that scale of what we think is that has been normal and predictable and have, expecti- have expectation to stretch, to see, to have a vision for the future, for your future, for your town, you know, for whatever God's placed in your heart. Look and see, I want more. Want more. Every day, want more. Expand your tent stakes. Have a vision. Don't allow chaos to rule. Be different than you were yesterday. Stretch further than you did today. Be unpredictable because God's unpredictable in the way he does things. His nature, always the same but he's like, I got something that's just for you because you were born on this day, at this time, in this moment, in this season, in this generation, because you're going to do amazing things. And you guys are all amazing. I mean, look at look around. First of all, you're beautiful people. Seriously. I'm lucky to be on this side because I have good-looking people to to look at. Not everyone can say that, unfortunately. You know? We have good-looking people that got, you know. And the great thing is, i to stand up here. The, I get to see your guys' beautiful faces, but I also get to see, like, God's like, I want to do this with them. And you're like, yes, yes. Wow. If you need help having a vision, get with someone who loves you and who loves the Lord, and they can help push you to that. Mm-hmm. And if you want someone who will really help you, come ask me and I'll throw you into it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jordan but he wants to he wants to. you know I that's true <laughs> just put you up here and leave all right go ahead that's the way it is so we want to have a vision so let's just pray